the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents. Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee-pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast! What's up, slut? Woohoo! She intro. I guess it's 2020 and uh, the world's coming to an end. So I might as well get this in before we all die. Yeah. Before the Goonies go down, uh, I thought it would be a really good idea if I said, welcome to the IndieCast. This is Shelly Allen. And next to me is that fat bastard who talks too much, uh, Chad Allen. And um, coming in remotely uh, because social distancing is a thing and white people, white people. Wash your hands. Like, wash your hands. Okay. Um, but Zach and Luna are coming from their awesome headquarters. Yep, full gimmick HQ. Yep. Yeah. Uh, where they too should wash their hands. That's right. Uh huh. And tell the cats to stop playing with whatever they're doing. Yes, and always. Because we're taping, which means inevitably they're right on your lap. That's right. Trying to be on camera. Like, I don't know what they're doing. But they're like, I'm about to interject my well, my way into the show. That's what yeah, they're, they're trying to be the fifth and sixth. I forgot to cut show. out exactly. one of the cats was fucking around in last week's episode <laughs> with Kai. I forgot to cut that part out. <laughs> um, and my girlfriend very quickly could not wait to tell me what minute it was on <laughs> because she listens to our show religiously now, um, as she should, because you know I'm great. But. She was like, oh, yeah, it was at minute 15 and blah, blah, blah. And, like, why did you guys leave that in? And I'm like, I don't do the editing. I don't know. Yeah, and that's the dum-dum, and he was editing at, like, 3 in the morning. Um, so I have yeah. I, I have a quick derailment question to start the show here. Um, since we are in the middle of a quarantine, uh, what would be everyone, like, if you only had one quarantine snack, one type, to take you through the next let let's say eighteen months, Halloween Horror Nights is canceled. Everything's canceled. Jesus, whatever. Apparently, that's a risk. This Apparently, a that's, a, that's a thing that like people are worried about. <laughs> don't don't put that in the universe, sir. I, I someone told me I didn't. I, it's not me. Um, what would be your snack of choice to survive the quarantine with? Well, here I'm going to answer Shelly's for her right now because it's sour cream and onion potato chips. It is not. Oh, it's no. Wrong. Oh, what would it be? What is the thing that's in my backpack right now? We spent 10 minutes in the store looking at two different flavors of this meat product. Oh, beef jerky. Yeah, it is okay. teriyaki. Very specific. Teriyaki tender cuts. Oh. Beef jerky. I am um, an old lady with chiclet teeth, so I need soft, soft meat. Soft, soft jerky. And I need it to have flavor. It can't taste like, I don't know, spicy meat. It's got to taste like. Sweet old, sweet and sour. Teriyaki spicy meat. meat. I literally eat it all day. It is the best snack. It has no fat, no calories. Like, it's great. It's super smart. It fills you right up. Derby girls around the world, this is their snack of choice. So if I'm stuck somewhere, oh, it's meat. Because I'm, look, what was the first rule of Zombieland? It is cardio. So if I'm eating that beef jerky and not those potato chips, someone's going to win. And it ain't Chad. <laughs> so there we go. That's my they're, right, they're surviving well on quarantine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what what was your snack, Chad? Since you so expertly guessed wrong. Well, okay. Well, you mm-hmm. want to expertly try to guess mine? 
Oh, something really, really sweet and stupid. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, something chocolatey, like big Reese's Cups. Yeah. No, like, probably. so your brain, like, like an unless supply of, a, like, a mountain of them or something. Yeah, probably, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah she's yeah, pretty much got you know, it. He's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, dysentery. Yeah. Like, Chad on the even, Oregon Trail dies I even, early. I don't even know who Terry is. <laughs> now, in Chad's defense... Right. Thank you. No. In in Chad's defense, when Luna and I were like last second shopping for <laughs> genuine supplies, I picked up a bag of Easter Reese's, to which Luna said, "We already have a bag of candy at home," which we did. Uh-huh. And my response was, "Yes, but it doesn't have Reese's. It has Three Musketeers, <laughs> Snickers, and Twix bars." To which this woman that I married said, "Excellent point. Put in the cart." So <laughs> that's my defense for Chad. No, the Reese's are imperative. Uh, so when we went to the most scariest shopping ex- uh, excursion of our lives to BJ's Whole Foods Wholesale Wholesale Warehouse, warehouse uh, I've never been so scared to get out of the car and have to go inside because there was a sea of old people, uh, like like an unnatural array of older people on a Sunday grocery shopping during a time where a thing could unnaturally kill them. Uh, and then they're entirely investigating us too much. Like, do you not know what six feet is? Maybe we should have a discussion, like, what six feet is from each other. Right. Because, like, we're in the aisles, and people are just way too close. They're just getting closer, and you're like, no, 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 Corona, no. Like, you literally want to, like, beat people off with sticks. It was very pain. It was very panic-inducing. And then every aisle is like, is this life or death? Like, do I need this item? Right. And then the alcohol aisle took so long for me because I was like, I need all of this. Like, how do I put the whole aisle in the in the house? Like, because if there's one essential item you really need during a crisis in Florida, it's alcohol. So you can look at your neighbors and it's, laugh at them. It's alcohol and toilet paper. Apparently, Apparently. We're, not, we're not getting the second one, so... I ordered it from Amazon and it's still not here yet. So, uh, well, because Amazon just went on strike because the richest man on the planet Earth can't find the pocket change to pay for people's sick leave. So, exactly, because his job right now is to make his his money. Yeah. Isn't his ex wife coming for it or something? Well, that's true. She's on the she's on the super submarine. Like, how do I sink that motherfucker's money? Like, she is like, how do I make the richest man on Earth? Now half is rich, so I mean, not wrong. Hey, Which, don't be uh, smart. Not sign prenups. I don't know. We'll as a quick see. aside, uh, Luna, what was your quarantine snack? Um, organic puffy Cheetos. Okay, yes. because they're crunchy, but they're not terribly high carb. Because I would say it's definitely something sweet. Because like that's who I am as a person. But I also know that I fucking cavities, and I have to be stuck during quarantine with cavities. No fun. So no, I was like, no. all right, well, Cheetos are safe because I can eat a shitload of them, and uh, they're crunchy. Now, for me, I have options that I find would be more interesting for me. Like, oh, I'd love mm-hmm. just an endless supply of blah, blah, blah. But I know who I am as a person. So I have to go with plain-ass, just boring-ass, bland-ass, regular combos. Like the the cracker outside with the chi on the inside. Yeah, of course. And the reason why is because I have housed a full bag of them in a day, not realizing it. 
like right, non-quarantine. Yeah, yeah, like I bought a bag at the start of the work day, and by the end of the work day, the bag was empty. And I'm like, oh Jesus. So clearly I've got no problem housing them. So therefore I doubt I would get sick of them. So therefore it is a safe choice for me. Okay. I was never into comedy. They used to make like a pretzel peanut butter combos that I was into yeah. for a while, but they uh, stopped I like making. the pretzels with peanut oh, butter. Yeah. Maybe we should stop putting carbs on top of carbs inside something sweet. Like maybe someone went, there's an epidemic of fat people in America. Well, apparently not because they're still making the other combos. Which is stuff <laughs> yeah, now they've just gotten like crazy with the flavoring. There's like a salsa one and there's a sriracha honey one. There's like all kinds of varieties now. They just stopped making the peanut butter ones. Oh, that's stupid. All right. I, I can't help you there. I don't know what to say. So, uh, so we did have today's uh, kind of topic du jour for us to talk about movies. True, movie yes. Movie. Obviously, originally, it would have been nice to talk about, you know, the active things happening WrestleMania week, but that's not but a... none of us want to cry on the floor. So, right, that's not yeah. an option. So instead, we're bringing back the podcast within a podcast... Fuck you, it's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> I have a surprising one for Chad. Um, I like to think that I have a surprising one as well because I'm redefining some rules, but my question is, do we start with Luna, who is sort of the catalyst for this podcast within a podcast, or do we save her for the end because she has written a dissertation? Well... Uh, uh, a wise man once told me that uh, men come quick, so you should do it at the beginning. Get yours yeah. early. <laughs> Very sassy Shelly in this episode. Uh, all right. Yeah, keeping it real over here. <laughs> so, so then, Luna, uh, the TED Talk is yours. Yes. Oh, okay. 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 Let me see. Okay. So. Like I said, this is basically my dissertation. If I was in college, this would be my thesis. And I am here to give a big old middle finger to the 28% critic score and the 62% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes for one of my all-time favorite classic films. And I'm not kidding. I've loved this movie since it came out, so everybody can fight me. Disney's 1993 classic, The Three Musketeers. The live-action Three Musketeers. Yes, not the fucking animated Mickey one. The actual live-action Three Musketeers. So, like, it's always hard making film adaptations of classic novels because usually no one gives a shit. Like, no one has ever cared about any film adaptation of Jane Austen or Shakespeare or Little Women. Like, I get it. However, The Three Musketeers is the exception. So, first of all, you get the cast. It is prime 1993 baby. You get young-ass, baby-ass Chris O'Donnell. You get Tim fucking Curry, as the this guy definitely fucks Cardinal. You get Michael Sheen, Oliver Platt, Kiefer Sutherland. The Queen is the baby chick from burn notice i don't know her actual name but basically the entire cast is fuckable and you don't get that a lot especially in disney movies and this is more of a side note what i was like it's 2020 you made a burn notice reference the last big thing that this actress has been in so let's not you know. yeah it's the most notable thing that i know right. that she's been in but i was like hey it's that girl from burn notice um Her. And so I literally blew my own mind with this one. Uh, so, like, the movie opens with D'Artagnan dueling some dude because he banged the guy's sister. And the guy screams like a little girl. And the guy is fucking Paul McGann, who was the eighth doctor in Doctor Who. Because yeah. 1993 was just fucking wild. And I didn't realize. Because I was like, this guy's name sounds really familiar. Like, why do I know him? And then I was like, Jesus Christ, he was the doctor. So just fucking 93 was wild. <laughs> 
Yeah. So as far as an episode. Yeah, it was like an episode. Like he was the war doctor. (laughs) Well, no, he there was like a half. There was a sad transitionary period before it went dark, and everybody said, "It's not like it was." Yeah, it wasn't fucking you know ten by any means, but it was a doctor from Doctor Who. You fucking hipsters. (laughs) (laughs) If the doctor's episodes aren't in black and white, I don't even fucking consider it canon. Like, okay, yeah, sit down, we got it. (laughs) <laughs> Look, I literally watched every episode of the first season, and Chad was like, "This is mind numbing," and I was like, "You hush while this old man is on." You, you the hush. fucking doctor isn't pushing candy. That I don't even fucking consider him a real character. Like, okay, great. <laughs> Jelly, babies. Jelly babies are actually quite disgusting. We had yeah, some. Really yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, okay. So, so see, that- as a side note. I didn't know if jelly babies were really gross because they're if they were gross because they're gross, or if they're gross because the only time I've ever had them, they were out of the pocket of some sweaty nerd at a Doctor Who convention. So I didn't know if they were like in their prime, they're tasty, and maybe they're not because there's bo mixed in now, or if they were just bad by default. Okay, but first it sounds of all, like it was pocket lint, not bo, like it's out of somebody's okay. warm pocket. But I didn't hate them. I like gummy things. Um, they're very, uh, this is what I, I actually did a, quite a paper on this uh, in college uh, during my, um, my like restaurant and hotel management degree. We had to write about dumb stuff once. And I wrote about jelly babies, how they don't taste the same because British taste palates when it comes to sweets are much lower in sugar content. Like they don't need it to be as sweet as Americans would. So oh, our like our gummy babies to them are disgusting because like literally they taste like you like are chewing on raw sugar but like to them like that would be really weird so like that's why jelly babies taste funny is because they don't taste very sweet because we're used to things like you know jelly babies that like punch us in the face with whatever flavor they're coming with Mm -hmm. whereas they are much more subtle in general so i'm not in the i'm not in the subtlety game for candy like i'm not like not apparently not i do i like my candy plainer and more simple and chad is like how many things can they put in this candy bar like it's gross take five i take it on as a challenge take fives are delicious (laughs) anything with pretzel and chocolate i'm fucking anyway back to your dissertation okay sorry okay so um let's see where was i okay 93 is wild okay so everybody's accent is non-existent and i fucking appreciate that because, like, Michael Sheen might be able to French, but bro can't speak French, if you know what I'm saying. So, like, yeah, I'd rather uh-huh. we skip the accents altogether than go classic, like, oh, everywhere in Europe is British. Or right. just try to half-ass some fucking ridiculous French accent. So, like, this is the one instance where not trying was actually beneficial. Okay. Um, and, like, the story's basically there, but because it's Disney, it's not, like, drama and angsty yet. You know what I mean? It's all, like, swashbuckly and funny quips and a surprising amount of death. Yeah. Like, an alarming amount of people die. And not just, like, oh, they fell off a cliff, but they fell into the water, so they're okay. Like, a lot of people get shanked in this movie. Yeah. And everybody is horny. Yeah. It's a very horny film. Like, start to finish, everybody fucks. Everybody is down to fuck. Very horny. Because, like, one of my favorite lines is when um, they're in the tavern and Porthos, they're trying to teach D'Artagnan how to, like, wench. Which, first of all, you teach a guy how to fuck in a Disney movie. Okay. <laughs> But he says something about how, like, a queen's no different from a maid in the dark, except she's less skilled in the art of massage. And you're like, oh, my God. As an adult, you're like, Jesus Christ, how did how did anybody let this slide? Yeah, how is this okay? Yeah, how is this a thing? <laughs> um, but overall, for making a classic and potentially boring story into a movie, I think they did a pretty bang-up job. 
Like, no one was expecting it to stick 100% to the source material, but it's like if Princess Bride had a dumb younger brother. Now, I was going to say, so that's my question to you, is mm. do you well, feel like... Do you feel like the reason why it didn't get appreciated is because, like, the Princess Bride exists? Absolutely, because that's, like, the top tier. Like, it's not going to get any better than that as far as, like, that sort of, like, aesthetic. You know what I mean? Mm. Of, like, swashbuckly cool adventure. It's definitely Princess Bride. But, like, Three Musketeers fucks, you know? Okay. It's out here being nasty, and I'm here for it. Uh, I also have some fun facts. Okay, hit us with the fun okay. facts. Uh, during that time, during production, TriStar was a separate company, was trying to make a Three Musketeers film, which would have had Johnny Depp, and they also reached out to Oliver Platt to be Porthos, so, like, clearly that's just... The man was born to play. The only role he ever should have played. Um, they approached Winona Ryder about being in it, and, like, a bunch of other people, including... I never know how to say his last name. Um, Carrie... Thank you, Wesley from Princess Bride. They even reached out to, like, him to be in it, so, like, I feel like that would have been too on the nose. Um... Marvel did a two-part comic adaptation in 94, which, like, gross. Um, and then Tim Curry played a role previously played by Charlton Heston, which is something he did again in Muppet Treasure Island. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. That the two roles that he reprised were, that were Charlton Heston's were fucking Disney's Three Musketeers and Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah, like, big oof. Man's got talent. Yes. But I love it, and that movie fucks. So that was my dissertation. There you go. Thank Very you. good. Fuck you. It's a good movie. Yeah. Uh no, she had she had no connection. <laughs> she really did, mm-hmm. and I'm so appreciative. And I really want to be like Luna came to the show all prepared, and like I totally want to have her have this moment. But like, there's no chance again if you're flipping through channels and you saw the Three Musketeers and anything else that you wouldn't have gone to something else. I'll be I honest, just, based off this dissertation, I'm sure it's probably on Disney Plus. Then it we'll is. have to watch it. I sit yeah. down and watch it because I can't, I can't think of the last time I watched the movie, so I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I remember Dick about it. She could, well, yeah. because I would never, I would never land on it when there's Princess Bride. Of it. Like I can just go on demand Princess Bride. Oh, well, like, uh, like I don't, I don't know. I don't. Or here's here's my it, my defense of that. Really better if you yeah. were flipping through channels and you saw like a sword fight from Three Musketeers. I could definitely see you changing the channel. Or, you know, something along those lines. But if you were flipping through channels and you happen to see Tim Curry mm. just overacting the living fuck out of this movie, you would at least pause a moment. You would be like, what the fuck? Rocky Horror dressed as a bishop? What the fuck am I looking at right now? You would you would pause momentarily for that. Rightly, he's trying to fuck the young-ass queen. Like, it it checks off all of my boxes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, that checks all of my boxes. First off, first bing, off bong. bing bong. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, I for all the things that I know about Luna and Zach, you're right. This is definitely all out of my ethnicity zone. Like, yeah, I, I might have to say that this is not a tan person movie. It's just we aren't killing Renaissance France. You know what I mean? Like, that's not yeah, really. Not wrong. Wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. It's just a little. And come on, man. Stories about robbing. Uh, you know. Robbing the rich, feeding the poor, sound great to white people, but black people never get any of that. So, like, we we are very uh, we're very skeptical. Well, that's that's Robin Hood. That's not the Three Musketeers. Uh, aren't aren't they helping the little man? It's a helping the little man story. It's about <laughs> brotherhood and doing what's right and 
I don't know. They just wanted to be cool and be guards to the king and wear the cool cape thing. It's about wenching and uh, sword fights. That's all I heard. Absolutely. Fucking and sword fighting. I'm here. Wasn't that the movie that had the uh, all for one with Sting, Brian Adams, and yes, uh, and who was Rod, Rod Stewart? Was that the third? Sting, Brian Adams, and <sighs> damn it, I'm gonna... you couldn't have said three whiter names in a sentence. I was sentence. just about to say, yeah, I was like, definitely. if that was Chad, if that was your big trump card to get Shelly to watch, I don't think that was gonna do it. Like <laughs> right out, I was like, wow. No, I just... Things you could have mentioned never to get me to watch a movie. Like, don't tell no, me that. The sad part is, I think that was like the song for me and a girlfriend of mine about the. About there the you go. There oh, you go. He is right. It is Brian yeah. Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting. You had a mullet. It was Rod Stewart. Okay, I'm not crazy. It was Rod Stewart. Yeah. No, I didn't have the mullet at that time. So I definitely. Did you have the Amish beard? Uh, yes, I definitely had the beard. I definitely not the good version of the beard like I have now. So. An Amish beard. Well, it's because they couldn't grow the mustache very well. There you go. Like a weirdo. I'm so glad I met you later in life. (laughs) Well, with that, that's Luna's big dissertation of Fuck You, It's a Good Movie. Uh, Which one of you two are going next? Jelly, fuck you, Uh it's a good movie. Okay. Uh, So I had been thinking long and hard because I like a lot lot of movies that are questionable. Shit. That are absolute steeping piles of crap. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> There's some shade being thrown here. I mean, you make it sound like I make you watch them with me anymore. Yeah. We really don't. Like, you really fall asleep at 8.30, so I'm yeah. really watching this movie on my own. So, uh, look, dozens and dozens. Don't let Chad fool you. He's that's his, not that's his body's, like, uh, evolutionary defense measure. It's just, oh, <sighs> all right, there we go. I survived. It's- mine when I go on the uh, what is that the progress that carousel of progress right. to go to sleep right also in the land in the land are you going to teach me about vegetables sleepy time so very enough sleep that's actually the original tech fun fact it was learning from the land parentheses sleepy time I think it should just be called are you pregnant go to sleep here because every pregnant woman knocked out on this ride just Oh, like by the time it's such a long, nice melodic ride. Uh, anyway, sleepy time. But okay, okay. Uh, I am a fourteen-year-old boy on the inside. I think we've discussed this on other shows that I like a lot of action movies, um, a lot of dumb action movies. But my favorite franchise won't end, and has made many of movie. But there's one movie that stands out in the franchise that's oh, odd. Jesus. It's an odd movie. And the main character is the is the now deceased character from NCIS New Orleans. But he uh, went to a wonderful land in Japan where he got punished to see his father. You really are picking this movie. I really am picking this movie. So the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift... Fuck you, it's a good movie. Like, hot chicks, hot Asian chicks, hot cars. They fix stuff. They go fast. There's an obvious plot, like, normalcy from the evil white guy and the, you know, you know, Yakuza. Like, every look, every Asian bad guy is not in the Yakuza, okay? Just calm down. But okay, in the Yakuza. But, like, okay, it was an easy, like, good versus bad. This white kid helping out. 
You know, like he was so cute and lovable. How you know, did you not like that movie? You know how shit that you know how shit that movie is. It, it made me it made me wish for a Vin Diesel, and no, I've never had a wish for Vin Diesel. You are a liar. The not just the gentleman in the, but the Asian gentleman in the movie, who is also a crossover of franchises, right. who they had to explain later how this whole movie fits into the franchise, right. but it doesn't because it's out of order. But he was amazing, a wonderful mentor in the movie in a uh-huh. fun, interesting way. You got to learn about the game, white people, that's fun, right? How you hustle in Tokyo, how you drift. People have no idea how to eat drift before then. Oh, you drift! There's so many this cool is, things this about is, this movie. This, this it's is educational, this, even. This, this movie is to is to the Fast and the Furious series uh, what uh, Seasons of the Witch is to to Halloween. It's random. It's out of oh, nowhere. Uh, except unlike Season of the Witch, that movie really does stink. <laughs> you are a, you have watched. So, so wait, 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 wait. So am I am I not crazy? So this was the what third movie in the series? Second. No, I think third. Oh, the third. I'm no, sorry, it is third. the third movie. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna yeah, say that would have been pretty ballsy move on their uh, titling part if Too Fast, Too Furious was not the second film. Um, That's true. Oh, I forget about that one because it literally is where they introduce Tyrese, who could burn, in my opinion. Like he okay. literally could catch on fire, and I wouldn't spit on him. I would Fair watch enough. him death though like if he was singing while he was burning to death that's a show but like otherwise please don't make this man act he can sing who thought he could also act i i need to have that person punched in the mouth so he my cannot. question is so tokyo drift is number three and yes. then all of the other sequels are take place before three correct no they take place around three like three happened in a weird way out of context so like it happened after five technically but um, because he he's the gentleman that we're talking about is in those two and then dies in that movie. But so like, so it doesn't make sense when you see Vin at the end of the movie. So like, that's why they had to go back and like, they had to, they had to do some creative ridiculousness when The Rock came in, in the fifth movie and like try to patch up the, the, the timeline because it wasn't making sense because effect, effectively they didn't know they were going to be making this many movies because who thinks that the franchise is going to go up to nine who, so like right and boy is that the truth who thought this horrible franchise was going to make it to nine who thought they did they're writing money they're printing cash are you kidding i used to i'm friends with with one of the gentlemen in this movie he is printing <clears throat> money
You can just rock it out. Well, I was gonna say, do you think the studio ever threatens Vin Diesel with like, we replaced you in Triple X, we'll replace you here too, you son of a bitch? Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, if he gets up and he, he just go, hey, I don't know if you know, but David Walker died and he still made more movies. Like, we can replace you, bro. We can CGI you. transition um, I'm so sorry guys <laughs> so actually my uh, fuck you it's a good movie kind of leans a little bit more towards uh, Shelley's choice in terms of um, when we first kind of started the idea for fuck you it's a good movie mm-hmm. we were kind of just focusing on like flops right. but I mean Tokyo Drift made money it did well and obviously, the, and obviously, the franchise is continuing to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, by no means are those flops. And so, my choice is also similarly not a flop. It made a ton of money. It was very successful. Uh, made a unfortunate impact pop culturally, and kind of started at one man's career. So, I'm going with a film that has a 47% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, a 50% Ooh, rating oofy, from the oofy. fans. So, okay. it's kind of in the middle. I'm going with the original Ace Ventura. Now, hear me out, because everyone's already seen this. Like, what do you mean, fuck you, it's a good movie? Yes, I know we've all seen it. However, have we really seen it? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Because, let me raise this question. Comedies like Blues Brothers, Caddyshack, uh, what the fuck is the other one? Uh, Animal House. There you go, Animal These House are all too. considered like unbelievable classic comedies. Why have we not come up with anything closer than that? Like since then, there is nothing else in the conversation that fits even like close to that. My theory is the difference is we had a new crop of all-time classic comedies. But the issue is, douchebags made it their personality. Mm-hmm. Nobody made oh, Blues Brothers okay. their personality. Nobody right. made Animal House. You know, people would say Toga. There would be Toga parties. But nobody was right. like, I'm Animal House. This That's my I fucking know. personality. Yeah. But there sure as hell were people saying, all righty then. There were sure as hell people who were just doing Austin Powers voices. Well, like, even when Anchorman came out. Anchorman, Borat, these great comedies 
that have been completely bastardized because douche nozzles were like, well, fuck trying. I'll just quote this forever now. And so they don't get the same kind of respect that this previous era of comedies just automatically does. Now, what are some things going into Ace Ventura? First of all, yes, there's a lot of like Jim Carrey mugging to the camera and stuff like right. that. And so that can get grating. I, I'm not going to say that that's not the case. However, I was like, that's the part of the movie that really is, is hard for me to watch. Is that fair? That's a fair, that's a fair judgment. It can get tough. However, the opening of the film, the opening of the movie, Jim Carrey as a UPS delivery guy, he's got a package. He's going to use the package as a decoy to help a tiny dog escape. However, that plays no part in the rest of the film narratively. It is just the opening thing. Well, okay, that's fine. What is the actual opening, though? Him beating the shit out of this delivery package for no one, by the way. It's not like it's going to help with the decoy. It's just him being an asshole for his own amusement. And that is a great just visual comedy bit. It's just a UPS driver. We've all had that experience where, like, it gets delivered and you're like, you didn't even fucking try. Like, what the fuck is this? We had we talked with some friends. They've got the little like ring doorbell where they can see. They're like we see drivers every fucking day just whipping the package at the front door and then taking a picture like it's been delivered. Like yeah. we've all experienced this universally, and so to see it done in that light, a perfect starting <laughs> joke in order to ease the audience into like, okay, this guy is weird. This is good. <laughs> then we go to the weird adult elements. Oh, the, yeah. the lady who yeah. hired him for the job so just sucks his dick. That's the payment. Aggressively. Aggressively too. so. Aggressively. It's and then you've got the whole Dan Marino. Now, here's the other thing. So, like I said, thing number one, obstacle number one, if you can't get around Jim Carrey mugging at the camera at certain parts, that's tough. That's going to be a tough pill to swallow. Number two, there are definitely elements of this movie that doesn't age great. Namely, the twist. The yeah, twist well, of the villain it was a man, and now he's a woman, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. That does not age great, yeah. I will be honest with you. However, if you can look beyond that, there were some genuinely funny things going on. And as a detective story, as a mystery, it's actually pretty decently constructed. Every uh, clue leads to the next beat in the story leads to the next beat in the story leads to the next clue it's all it all is connected pretty well you've got udo kier as the weird billionaire who's hitting on courtney cox this is all, one of two movies where courtney cox gave a shit like it's this and scream and then she just rode being herself from yeah. friends for the rest of her fucking career you're not wrong yeah. cougar town whatever other dog shit she's been in it's all just her from friends these are the only two movies she kind of gave a shit and in this one, she's just kind of an asshole, and then she like warms up to Jim Carrey. There was hey, some... hey, wait, time out. We Whoa. blame white people for this. Like you made that show popular. It wasn't even funny. Like you, uh, there's no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. The person to blame is fucking Courtney Cox is to blame. Like, yes, you what? made a show that was that was successful. It doesn't mean just do that for the rest of your fucking career. She gets paid for it. Like. I'm... If not I could do well, that, apparently, because her career sucks. Well, has, none of them had a career. Not well, she's because they got paid a million dollars. That's true. All we had was the Joey spinoff, and nobody wanted that. Nobody wanted. Even Joey phoned it in. So, like, right? No, it's great. They all got to like rest on their. They none of them have to work again. When have you seen 
them. Like, do anything for it. Like, come on. Well, now we're not gonna because the goddamn coronavirus is delaying the reunion show. Rude. I'm, um, sorry. I'm sorry. Was I was I missing a tear? Are there black people in it? How about they put one? It might be. I don't know. Maybe that's the twist. Is they all married black people in the reunion? I don't know. We finally got racially inclusive on Friends. Uh, also, uh, apparently, uh, Rick Moranis. She doesn't what? count. She doesn't. Okay. Uh, Chad Rick- was about to name the one black person on Friends, except we all know who that black person is, and she doesn't count. It's not you don't count. She's on Archer. She doesn't count. Oh, I didn't know I'm she didn't fine. count. She does host Who's Line, which is very white. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Brady was on that. Well, and funny. Julie, I think, like, he, his girlfriend Julie was Asian. So that's not go. as not white. Not fetishized at all. Right. Uh, so <laughs> Rick Moranis turned down the role of Ace Ventura originally. Oh, that would have been weird. Uh, the ass-talking scene started as a behind-the-scenes thing in Living in, in Living Color. Oh, nice. That uh, oh. Keenan Ivory Wayans was shitting all over Jim Carrey's uh, sketch ideas. So he got up during, like, the, the reading and read a sketch from his butt in Wayne's direction. The two got almost into a fist fight before Wayne's walked out of the room. That's awesome. Uh, Holy shit. Great, shitty character named Mr. Shikadance in that movie. Oh, my God. Mr. Shikadance. Um, and apparently Jim Carrey uses the same voice and mannerisms for his In Loving Color character, Overly okay. Confident Gay Man. I don't think yeah. there's no really so confident game. We have to track that down. Yeah. Oh, you should. It's very funny, and it's clearly like he pat- He already knew this character. He pitched it when this movie came out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he had already been working that character. So, so yeah, it's it's very he, weird. It's, it's of, a very it's still very funny. There's still a lot of jokes that land, and like I said, I feel like it just kind of got swept away. Well, I think the problem is one the personality trait, and two fucking Comedy Central during the day existed. True. Because figure that like Austin Powers like there's movies that and Ghostbusters too like there's certain movies that were on every time you fucking turn on the channel well, and also, so we've just seen it over and over and over again and people just go oh this fucking movie again also like, Ace Ventura like fell down a, a weird hole yes because like the first the one is, is adult comedy the second one a little more family friendly but still adultish comedy the other sequels are for kids there was a cartoon show for kids. Which, like, again, cringe. That was that not so good. But the original movie, fuck you, it's a good movie. Dan Marino should die of... Tried his best. Should, Dan Marino should die of gonorrhea and rotten hell. Thank you, Ray Finkel's mom. Lace is out. Lace is out. It's a great movie. Uh, we, I think we might have picked four movies that anyone who now listens is going to go... Oh, you guys are dumb. Like I can't, I can't imagine. Are you kidding me? We, we're, we're, we're three for three on the fucking greatest drive-in, uh, you know, collection you could want. That's true. That's very true. It was a very tough choice for me though because I love all of the Underworld movies. <laughs> Even three. That's right. Classic. I love all the Blade movies. Even three. <laughs> Deadpool version one though. You get Ryan Reynolds being Deadpool. And he was hilarious. 
hilarious if he had just come off doing Origins, Wolverine Origins, and how bad that was. So, like, it got a second chance to kind of, like, be the smart aleck, like, in the action for, like, and it was nice. You know what I mean? He had to make up for Green Lantern and the Origins. Uh, Green Green Lantern was after was it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I think Origins might have even been after two, which is still not a good sign. But uh, that was before. Uh, um, oh God, what was the movie where he was uh, Man Wilder? I think was before that, though, which is kind of where just smart-ass Ryan Reynolds started. Which is fine because Man Wilder. Wilder was like, if I could have, if I could have written a much funnier version of how my college experience went. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, the Harold and Kumar go to White Castle also described a lot of my college experience. So, if you've seen that movie, that too was a lot of like random times in Nashville as I went to college. So, what I've with Shelley's uh, going to Shelley going to college was basically just a bunch of Cal Penn movies. So, yeah, no, that's legit. Uh, yay, HBCUs! I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. So, uh, well, I, I didn't do nearly the research that everybody else did. I feel like I'm a little behind on this one here. Um, but, uh, and also it took me a little while because um, most of the movies I watch are, are classics, so I don't know what anybody would be talking about for, for bad movies. But I do have one kind of shiny beacon of a movie that I do truly enjoy that, that nobody else seems to. Uh, Bruce Willis has been in a lot of really uh, good movies in his time, uh, obviously. Uh, he has quite the stellar career, things like The Sixth Sense, uh, and Die Hard, and things like that. But uh, I think a lot of people seem to forget the cinematic classic that he starred in uh, called Hudson Hawk. Uh, fuck you, it's a good movie. Uh, oh my I, god, I haven't thought about fucking Hudson Hawk in forever. say uh chad is forgetting the most uh important element of this movie is that uh bruce willis is a uh a thief extraordinaire however the gimmick of his robberies is he times all the plans to like show tunes yeah frank no frank sinatra songs frank sinatra songs there you go so like he'll be like kind of singing Frank Sinatra songs to himself during the heist. And that's how it's like Well, that's planned just out. adorable. <laughs> ridiculous. I was like, how cute is that? It is. Uh, I don't, yeah, I guess. I also, one of my follow-ups that doesn't get a lot of hype and was one of my favorite movies is still The Watchmen. Um, I know it's... Well, it is a good movie. It's a good movie. I, it did get critical, like, it did get critical acclaim, but, like, I think comic book fans weren't quite ready for something that dark, and, like, I, I don't know, I, I think it just really kind of threw them off a little, but, like, 
I loved every minute of it. Like the the whole line about the comedian and like everything that is connected to him is just amazing. And like the amount of effort it must have taken to like write it, put it out, and know that a lot of people aren't gonna get it. It, I think to me in Hollywood that takes a lot of brass balls to me because like now we write movies that are like I don't know if my five-year-old can figure out the plot like why are we even sitting here still but like I don't know it, that one was really great I think the twist kind of got you uh if you I figured it out early but like in any case like if you didn't figure it out really cool uh it's got great special graphics there's even a penis like there's a lot of things there's so even a penis it's a big well, blue beach. You can't miss it. Like, a it's... couple of things. A couple of things. Number one, Hudson Hawk has a 24% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it yeah, does have a 57%, though. It's on the same level as Ace Ventura, but according to the fans. But according to critics, 24%. And I think there was a video game for it, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. I think it was for the uh, Super Nintendo. As for Watchmen, I remember seeing it in theaters and being blown away. And, um, and really liking it for a long, long time. In more recent years, because HBO did the show that was like the sequel to it, and there's been like a lot yeah. of other comic book sequels, I've kind of gone back and reread things and reread the original book. And the movie does have a little bit too much um, Zack Snyder spice in the sauce for it to be like perfect for me. Case in point, in the comic book, Night Owl has a problem. He's like impotent, and it's a fucking thing about like oh superhero, but he's uh, he's difficult being a man. Oh man, he's not really confident. The movie's <laughs> equivalent of that is let me put on the costume and we'll fuck in the ship, and then it'll jizz fire out. It's like all right, that's a very Zack Snyder way of sort of dealing with that well, heavy I mean, they, subject. They did kind of like work it in so that there were two owls and like one of them could be going through the impotency thing because he was older and he had passed yeah, on but the, the older owl. one just gets his ass beat by thugs that's not you know it's not he, he, yeah. as he was getting beaten to death by young children he wasn't like ah my dick doesn't work either this is not my day like and also you know night owl is supposed to be over his prime and he's like all pudgy in the book and then they still have movie night. I'll just rip to shit. Like, yeah, I don't really feel like being a superhero anymore. Are you sure? Because your lack of carbs for 15 years says differently. We literally, as girls, all watched this movie. I had a bunch of girlfriends when we, from the movie first went out, and we would like pause it during when he first comes out in the outfit in his like owl man stuff. Cause it is beautiful. It's like Aquaman. Like, I'm about to drool. Like, this guy looks really good in this mo. I would do him, too. He like, looks, he looks uh, sure, he may look good, but are we really, like, putting him on on, on, he's, on Aquaman level? That seems I mean, be... no, but, like, equivalent, like, when you first saw Aquaman in his suit, right. like, in the new suit, you were like, yeah, Jason Momoa. Uh, like, I'm gonna do the bad things to you. Like, when in Jason Momoa's out, case, though, Aquaman's costume could have been a burlap sack, and everyone would have been yeah, like, yeah, "Yeah, Jason Momoa." Like, it doesn't matter. I was about to say, I'm a perfectly straight male. I would do horrible things to Jason Momoa if given the chance. Are you kidding me? I literally watched him online on Instagram put his hair up in seven different ponytails because his favorite thing is scrunchies, and he always has them as an accessory when he's out on the red carpet. Because he likes putting his hair up. So he literally, they made him do all the different, like, ponytails. Like, high pony, side pony, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
and he did them with his crunchy like on, and it was funny i really could have watched it all day like i hey on loop just him struggling to put up a half pony would make it made it made my whole day uh, thank you again igtv for making me feel better. I was going to say, um, I think every episode of Fuck You, It's a Good Movie should just end with praise for Jason Momoa. I think that needs to be a new, uh, you know, uh, office rule here. What, what I was saying is that Owl Man is, out of the guys in the movie, the hotter guy. Like, Agreed. there's guys in that movie that are good looking, except maybe Dr. Manhattan and Owl. Like, they're the two sexier looking gentlemen. Okay, 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 hold on. I wasn't going to say anything because it's been a hot minute since I've seen fucking Watchmen. But you can't tell me that Jeffrey Dean Morgan is not fucking up there in tears of, like, Mac Daddies in anything ever, but also in this. For the viewers at home, let's just put on the record that Luna, like, she's (laughs) in the fucking fucking Olympics, can, can just vault over shooting a pregnant woman and raping another woman because... God damn, though. He's got the gray on the side of the hand. What is up? Thank you. Silver Fox. Doesn't matter. So easy to get Luna's pants to drop, by the way. A little silver on the The bar is so low. Okay. Like, I gotta put some gray in the side. I'm gonna gonna go the Reed Richards route and just start graying up the sides. Um, So... That'll be said. Sorry, I don't know why I get That was great. I, yeah. That was what you came in on. Not how do you talk about deep, meaning, meaningful things or the cancer oh, thing of, of, of Dr. Manhattan. But no, no, no. Yeah, whatever. Both women were asking for it, I guess, whatever yeah. that means in this context. Um, also, uh, I actually need to do a PSA very quickly. Okay. I actually need our dozens of dozens to help me. I'm yes. going to be putting this on Facebook. I have two things. They're my soapbox things. I just really need to get them out. One, I need everyone, and I mean everyone, however you order Taco Bell, okay? Whether it be online, through Uber Eats, oh, or in or in person, please let them know that you want the caramel apple empanadas to come back. Right in they with me, They took them people. away? Yes, we already discussed this while we were going, yes. They took what them the away. fuck? I didn't, you didn't tell me? I knew you'd be upset. And try to get it. It's oh. just sad. Even they're sad. Every worker I talked to today, literally three of them are sitting at the window. A manager is like, I'm real sorry, ma'am, that we don't have the apple. I was like, because the cinnamon twists are shit. And I was like, look at me, black woman to black woman, and tell me that you don't want to make a caramel empanada. It's a bad day, dude. I've been smoking weed since Monday, and I really need someone to put an apple empanada in here so I won't kill a kid, is all I'm saying. Like, save us. My child's lives depend on it at this point. Look, I, I need you guys to understand. It's dangerous out there. People don't drive well. All, I sat next to a woman who's literally not tall enough to see over the steering wheel. And I'm like, we're all going to die. Like, I'm going to die before the coronavirus gets me. Great. Like, please, people, let a Taco Bell employee know. Caramel, apple, empanadas. It's the only authentic Hispanic food on the menu. No, it's not. Hispanic, authentic, you cooked in, in the Hispanic areas right now are empanadas. You know what's not cooked? A gordita, <laughs> extra crunch supreme. Nobody in Mexico has heard of that shit. You, so, you find me the one that's doing it in the caramel apple scenario, though. Please, by all means. Apple me empanadas it. exist in the world with caramel in them. Like, is it, shut up. Is it time? Can you get out of my PSA, please? <laughs> 
I have my own podcast coming. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will be very shortly dropping our own podcast. Me and another young lady. A wonderful name is coming. A little teaser episode is on its way as we are both moms and trying to deal with uh, figuring out how to be teachers. So please listen to our podcast. It'll be about life, how interesting it is. Uh, Less wrestling. I I might drop something. Who knows? But um, (laughs) Less wrestling than this show. In which no wrestling was spoken up whatsoever. Also true. We did mention WrestleMania and cried a little. Like, yeah, you know. Also, also very funny. Our friend um, EZ, Eric Goodnight, has the funniest uh, discussion about how uh, WrestleMania like made him cry a little and how hard that was for him. So if you have a little extra time, you want to support Paint It Forward. Because uh, that's what he's supporting right now is an uh, organization and that's helping artists uh, make money through a time where no one's buying their stuff, right? Um, and they still have to eat. So please, if you have time, extra cash um, from us here at uh, IndieCast, from I know Zach and Luna at Fully Gimmicked, uh, to all the artists who are out there, I know it's hard to make art when like the whole world is going crazy and your anxiety is high, but make something pretty and put it up. Because we need to see it. I promise. So um, that was my PSAs for the day, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys said to get your shit in. But, no, uh, I was going to say, that's, that was great. I'm really fucked up over the empanada thing now. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> She's mad about empanadas. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. She's heartbroken. She's about to go to Taco uh, Bell and say something. That's what I'm right, going to make an art piece about the empanadas. That's what I'm going to yeah. do. Oh, my God. Nice. So fully gimmick, get your uh, get your shit in. Yeah, do you guys have something going on right now? Oh, we have the um, the Punk Pro merch boxes that were going to be launched at WrestleMania. Yeah, so it's like an awesome collection of shit we put together to have at our like yay WrestleMania shows, and now we don't have WrestleMania shows. Um, but they do include a flash drive that has some of our best of Punk Pro matches on there, so that's super cool. Um, obviously, you know, fullygimmick.com. And uh, the first ever Punk Pro coloring book. Yes, which is very what? exciting. I'm hyped about that. Yeah. Um, well, me about coloring books. I love it. That's true. Shelly does love coloring books, so I'll have to get you one. Um, I would say, I think I don't think I put an end date on it, but I'm, I'll make sure tonight so that way people actually go online. Um, but if you go on Fully Gimmicked and use the coupon code VIRUS, you can take 30% off your whole order. So if that helps, because um, obviously a lot of guys have their shows cut. I mean, everybody had their shows cut. Yeah. Not just a lot anymore. Like it's we're literally to that point where it was literally everyone. Um, so if you still want to support your fave indie babies, go on Fully Gimmicked, buy some merch. It'll still go to them, and that way they can try to recoup for when we can actually get this country back up and running again. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, bug Taco Bell about those fucking empanadas. And listen to all the other shit. Oh, and watch Three Musketeers. Watch. Well, yeah. Clearly, take our uh, choice. I, I'm going to watch uh, Tokyo Drift, having good, seen good. zero other films of that series. Yeah. I'm going to just start with Tokyo Drift. Um, you have to start with one. No, I'm going. You suggested Tokyo Drift. That's what I'm watching. There's a lasting order. I yeah, have a good all, order. Yeah, by all means, Zach, please don't don't skip the. the you, you'll miss so much in like, <laughs> the, the, the subtle nuance of room room, and this is a weird dick measuring thing. Anyways. Uh, everyone, thank you so much, dozens and dozens, for listening uh, and support all the shows, including new up-and-coming shows on the network. And uh, I think we're getting two episodes of This Makes No Sense this week. I think we one just dropped today, and there's another one Friday, supposedly. Um, 
Yeah, Even everyone stay safe. Stay sanitized. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Yeah, stay yeah. fresh, cheese bags. <laughs> Wash your hands. Yeah. Hope I don't poop today. Oh, God, just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you <laughs> fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We are, we're touching wieners, touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Mom, save vagina.